This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Sadiqi. I'm back with Zach Rizzuto. Um, Zach, it was actually a, a pretty good game last night. You know, if I do say so myself, not something that I expected. Um, you know the, yep. you know the, the comeback and then the late drop in the end zone and a yep. lot of drama. The high drama. points scored. I wasn't seeing that coming yeah. at all. I, th- I thought for sure no. it was going to be a low scoring game. Like that's just how Thursday night points. games have been. So, <laughs> so many I, I points nice and no points for Calvin Ridley. Right, for Calvin Disgusting. Ridley. Calvin, I mean, listen, we we went into this game, we talked about it. You know, we we mentioned that Calvin really was going to have a bad is it has a bad matchup. We went under on the on the underground under on the underdog prop. Under on the underdog prop. Say that five, ten times fast. Right. Um, we went under on that, and then we went over on the Christian Kirk prop, which hit the anytime touchdown prop hit. So let's go. Let's go. We're looking. We're looking okay. Chris Olave, though, you know, didn't have the performance that I thought he could have. However, the Saints were without their two starting tackles in this game. That didn't have, you know, Carr was just all over the place in this game, and he checked it down to Kamara once again a bajillion times. And Kamara had a wonderful game. Uh, right. He had a, such a huge game, and he didn't even score a touchdown. He almost did, and that would have been even crazier. But um, yeah. quite the performance on Monday night. Uh, and we talked about, you know, these running backs, Travis Etienne as well, man, like getting it done this year. I, th- I guess last year, you know, he he didn't put up the points, but maybe it was just because the, the regression was coming. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I look really stupid right now because I had him pegged as one of my busts. I mean, if you look at his game log <laughs> last year, you look at the stats, they're all they're not that good. It looked like he was some hyperinflated running back, but they've been using him like a workhorse like he has this is i I don't want to say josh jacobs-esque usage but it's pretty darn close you know what i mean in terms of getting a pretty good balance of rush attempts and targets he's doing that every single week and he's been scoring a ton these past three weeks two touchdowns in each of the past three games Travis ctn looks pretty good now i was kind of disappointed with what he did last night because he started red hot he put up a ton of points right at the beginning of the game i think he had two touchdowns before the end of the second quarter and then after that it was just like light work you know what i mean you figure yeah. he'd have a little bit more work than he did especially the jaguars were up and i, I didn't think the saints were going to come back so maybe that comeback played into it a little bit where he didn't have to do as much you know run the clock out type of work but still you know he had a good performance it, I, it just feels like there was a little meat left on the bone there and that's just nitpicking of course because he's been great the past three weeks it's funny because uh we we're with a few buddies you know uh watching the game 
And, you know, one of the guys, you know, Rich, he's probably, he listens to this, he listens to the show. And, you know, he, he loved the game that ETN had because he had him, he had Kirk going as well, but he just couldn't get over the fumble. He couldn't get over the lost fumble. And right. he kept on saying, you know, it was a great game, but uh, it would have been better if he didn't lose the fumble. And I'm just <laughs> like, bro, like, take the take the good game. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't worry about the fumble. At least the there's fumble some... happened when he had a big game. Yeah, but there's something to be said. I mean, I I don't want my players losing points, you know, because at the end of the day, if I that was my doom last year. I think I missed out on the playoffs in our league because I had the same record as somebody else, but I had scored less points. And that was why I was out of the playoffs. So it, it makes a difference. I'm totally fine with people getting hung up on that. I get annoyed. I got annoyed yesterday when uh, Trevor Lawrence, I have him in our league. He had um, he took a couple kneel downs at the end. And when quarterbacks kneel, they kneel two or three times. That's two or three tenths of a point coming off. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it just feels like a lot on three plays that mean nothing. Like, can we just put the backup in and do that? It, it's just annoying because I'm sure there have been people that have lost that way. I haven't had that happen to me yet, but you know, you, you don't want that to happen in any case. Trevor Lawrence, too, he had 59 rush yards last night. That I wasn't really expecting that. You know, coming off, he had the knee injury coming into the week. I know. I didn't think that he was going to be know. running like he was last night. If you told me, like, hey, like, over, under, like, 12 rushing yards for him, I would have said, oh, under, for sure. Yeah. Eight rushing right. yards. I'd be like, under. He's not He's not running at all. <laughs> he didn't even look like he was hurt. Right. At all. Maybe it was he just had a knee injury. to throw people off. I don't know, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was his highest point total this season. Oh, outside of week one. My bad. Second Outside of week point. one, but it would have been if he didn't kneel. Nah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I think it was a six-tenths of a point difference. So there might it might have been very close. But yeah, still, yeah. he did good for you on Thursday night. Like I, was, I wasn't expecting much considering the matchup two against the Saints. They hadn't allowed a whole lot of points. So I, I'm fine with what I have going into Sunday if I have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, man. But Alvin Kamara, man, like the usage is absolutely ridiculous uh you know we just posted it on instagram earlier today uh i'm looking at it right now and like these numbers are insane four top 10 finishes in four weeks okay yep almost 10 targets per game almost nine catches per game and 27 touches per game insane dude insane and you posted too the the ppr points per game 21.7 ppr points per game that's fourth among running backs since he his return Unbelievable. Just and and Jamal Williams came back too. Alvin Kamara got everything. Yeah, clearly the Jamal Williams, just a guy allegations have been proven true. Like you were well, on that from listen, day one. He but, did. He Listen, listen. I, I don't know about all that because Kendrick Miller did not receive one touch in this game. Okay. Jamal Williams still I getting that, touches over Kendrick Miller. I think that has less to do with, you know, Jamal Williams being good than it does Alvin Kamara just being in head and shoulders and, you know, the rest. Now, like. I, I did see else. Jamal. I did see Jamal Williams have a couple really, really good reps in pass pro last night. So mm-hmm. when I saw that, I just dropped Kendrick Miller at that moment. I was just like, "Okay." I saw that. That was hilarious. It's, <laughs> it, it's always you. As soon as the game ends on a Thursday or a Monday or, or whatever, you just you're just dropping guys and adding guys like crazy. Like it, yeah. it's, it, I get a bunch of notifications like, "Oh, I must be popular or something." <laughs> it's like, no, it's just for us putting five transactions in the feed. <laughs> <laughs> how it goes. Well, Zach, this is the only league I care about. I'm in like 40 leagues, but like I mean, this is the, the name, one that I actually right? care about. The only league that matters, right? 
That's, so, that is that is what it's, it's called. Still, that is what it's, it's called. It's still the only league that matters on mine as well. I think I have like twenty dollars riding on three other leagues. So there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go, uh, guys. If you can hit subscribe on your podcast app, that would be amazing. Uh, all the latest episodes will be in your feed when you need them, and it helps us out way more than you think it does, and it only takes a second. We'd appreciate that. Um, I, I do want to hit on some news before we get into the. By the way, this is the running uh, wide receiver and tight end show so we're going over the wide receivers and tight end into week seven and then in and uh the quarterbacks and running backs i went over in yesterday's uh episode okay so make sure to to look at that um it looks like deshaun watson is going to play this week which is which is Finally. good news for amari cooper you know is good news for elijah moore as well on the low okay because elijah moore received a 25 percent target share from Deshaun Watson in the games that they played together this year. Okay, so that's significant. I understand that he doesn't get used down the field a lot, but hey, listen, like a 25% target share for someone who has some upside, I think he's on a lot of waiver wires right now. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if you have the extra bench space, and it's really, really hard to have the extra bench space right now, given the fact that six teams are on by, uh, I totally get it. But if you do, um, and, and this isn't a particular a week where, you know, things are bad for you uh, in terms of bye weeks. Maybe you just scoop them up, throw them on your bench if you're not going to start them, if that. But I do think Elijah Moore is startable in PPR leagues this week as a flex play. Yeah, I like that call, too. I do think that there are going to be a lot of people not only picking up Elijah Moore if he's on the wire, and they're not going to be putting him on their bench. They're going to be putting him in their lineup. Because if you're <laughs> yeah. like me, so many teams have buys this week, and it's they're all like wide receiver heavy teams. It's weird, right? So the Bengals aren't playing. That's Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and them, right? Dallas isn't playing. C.D. Lamb, Garrett Wilson with the Jets, Adam Thielen with the Panthers. Like, it's just right now a horrific landscape for wide receivers going into Week Seven, and I, I'm feeling yeah. it really bad in the one league, like I mentioned, because the top three guys I have are out. So I'm starting like nobodies. But Elijah Moore, though, like you mentioned, that target share is going to be there. I think that he's going to be a fine flex. You know, if you sit on the wire, definitely go pick him up. Because at this point, if you need somebody to start that has a little bit of that upside, you very rarely do waiver wire pickups have upside. And Elijah Moore is one of them. You mentioned the target share. I, I think this is great. As long as Deshaun Watson plays and he looks like decent Deshaun Watson. He's had a couple games this week, this year, where he hasn't looked quite right. I'm honestly surprised that he's playing. <laughs> it was, seemed like he was trending towards not again because they say, they said he's not going to come back unless he's like fully comfortable. And who knows what that means to a $230 million man. But th- that's just my thought right there. But looks like he's going to play. I'm cool with Elijah Moore this week too. Yeah, and you know what? Like, If you really need like a, 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 another wide receiver, like a Hail Mary wide receiver in your deep league, I think Jalen Hyatt on the Giants is somebody to look into. Listen, it's just a Hail Mary shot that I'm taking here you know, in a deep league because of the fact that he did see 80% route participation last week for the first time. So he's like near a full-time wide receiver now. Um, also, Tyrod Taylor might start. We've seen them connect in the preseason together for a long touchdown. Also, Washington is the worst team against wide receivers on deep plays. The worst. They've given up the most 40-plus yard pass, uh, receiving plays. They've they've given up the third most 20-plus uh, yard receiving plays. Okay? Someone to, someone to keep an eye on, okay, just in case you're trying to look for that home run play. There's one of them in case you're yeah. dealing with what, what, with what Zach just talked about, okay? Uh, that's a super, it was super random. Uh, Definition right there. Um, 
what did you say? Definition of boom bust. And it's funny because I also had notes oh, on another 100%. guy, another another Giants wide receiver, Wandell Robinson. I was also looking at him. I don't know how many waiver wires he's on. There you he go. Might not be somebody that you can just go scoop up, but just the way that he's played these past two weeks, you know, he's only played fifty percent or more snaps in three games this season. But two of those games that come in the past two weeks, he has a twenty four percent target share, and that's light years ahead of Darius Slayton, fifteen percent in the offense, and that makes him the number two behind Darren Waller. You know, these past two yeah. weeks, he's at thirty one percent. So good matchup, like you mentioned. That's somebody that I'm looking at too. Chances you might have picked him up on the waiver wire this week. If you know you were thin at wide receiver, you need some depth. If you have him, uh, I mean, I'm starting him probably. If he's a really good out, if you're missing one of your top receivers, I'm with you, especially in PPR for sure. Yeah, um, PPR. Let's see. So uh, Damian Harris was ruled out. It's going to be the James Cook and Latavius Murray show. Really, really hoping that James Cook can get a, you know a real majority of these looks, man, because it's been a little disappointing with how much Latavius Murray has been involved. Um, you know, it was close to a 50-50 split in rushing attempts last week. James Cook had a little bit of an edge there, but man, like when when Damian Harris left the game, Latavius Murray like took Damian Harris's role. If that makes sense, like it, they right. didn't give more to James Cook. So, you know, I'm hoping that you know that could be resolved this week. We'll see. Um, it better be resolved. James Cook, be, man. they uh, talked him up so yeah. much coming into the season. It's like I, I don't want to say it's up to the Jameer Gibbs level, but you know he there was rumblings about him being the new wide wide receiver one. Well, new running back, you know, one. James Cook like, is more startable, I guess, right than Jameer yeah, Gibbs. I mean, this I, week I, I, obviously I, Jameer Gibbs is the guy with David Montgomery out, but like mm-hmm. you know. But we've been burned one too many times with Jameer Gibbs to trust him. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you saw that they put out a post. I think it was Dan Campbell talking about Jameer Gibbs. They're like, well, we we don't really want to use him, but since he's healthy, maybe we'll have to this week. It's like, I'm not buying a word you say. Did he say that? Yeah. I I forget where I saw I'm pretty sure it was on EFF that they just posted. It might be their most recent post. I'll pull it up and see if I can get it. But I I was just like laughing my head off at that one. I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) It it does look like, like. Yeah, go ahead. Quote Dan Campbell, I'd like to say we'll be careful with him, but the reality of it is we need him, so we'll go as far as he can take us. He's ready. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I need to see it first, Dan Campbell. Sorry. I, I just don't believe it. I hope that happens. He's in my – listen, if you have Jameer Gibbs, he's probably in your lineup too because you've just yeah. been waiting on him to come back. He, he probably left you hanging. You're going to put him in well, your lineup. Well, not only that, it's like there, there are no running backs to start. It's like if you have a running back with who's breathing – He's probably in your lineup this week. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. But then David Montgomery being out, this gives us our best look to see if they're actually going to like correct this. And I hope they do. I hope so too. I hope so too. This is a low key good matchup against the Ravens. Like this is not as bad of a matchup as it might seem um, on, on paper. paper. But he he he. Yeah. It looks like he should be good to go. Um. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking down this list here for any news. I don't really see anything crazy. Um, it looks like Debo Sam- like by the way, Christian McCaffrey did not practice yesterday. Debo Samuel did not practice yesterday. This is that Thursday was their first day of practice because they play on Monday, night. Monday night. So yep. you, we still have to wait for Friday status and we still have to wait for a Saturday status. Okay, so um, we'll see if there's limited practices here. You know that would be um, very welcome because there is would be a good chance that they end up playing. Um, just a couple of more notes. Uh, Devonta Adams is a full go squeaky wheel treatment. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot. Devonte uh, Smith, you know, there was a little bit of a scare with a hamstring injury, uh, you know, because he missed practice on Wednesday, but, uh, he said he's going to play. 
So uh, I, I think he's he's good to go. I know that game is on Sunday night, so there's a little bit of concern there. Do we have to find another option? But it doesn't seem like that's the case. I think you could play right. Devontae Stevenson and be just fine. Devontae Stevenson. Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah, Devontae Stevenson. Dude, that's a that's great, great name. That's a great football player name. You created a new Devontae football player. Stevenson? Let's go. Let's go create him in Madden and run up the numbers with him. He'll be a hybrid like Devon, running back. Uh, Devontae receiver, Stevenson yeah. is like the skinniest running back of all time. I think that's what that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> by the way, Pat Frymuth, if you picked him up off of waivers when he came back off of, uh, he was on IR, right? I think he was on IR, and then he came back. Was he on IR? Or did he just miss a bunch of games? I don't remember. Uh, I'm. I he, he had a hamstring injury and he was out for several weeks and now he's back and it looks like he just messed it up again. So he'll be out right. probably for a while uh, now. So you could just drop him. If you have Pat Frymuth and you're holding out any hope, just drop him and go pick up somebody else at this point. Yeah. Um, I think that's really it. It's not a, it wasn't a whole lot of news. Oh, Jimmy G was ruled out. Uh, Aiden <laughs> O'Connell uh, might end up getting the start here. Uh, it might be him or Brian Hoary. They haven't like officially announced it. My guess is Aiden O'Connell. Is that your guess Who too? You I, I think they're going to go with a rookie. Who would you prefer to start? Because I, I feel like honestly, <laughs> given what I saw from both, I mean, and I know it's a small sample size. I might want Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I don't know. I kind of I kind of want there. Aiden O'Connell to play. Aiden O'Connell's right. the truth, bro. I feel like he's the he's truth. their QB of the future potentially. We'll see. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Little, maybe. Who knows? I'm a little bit of an O'Connell. <laughs> O'Connell fan. And we'll get to Devontae Adams in a second. Um, nice. Kyler Murray, we it? talked about him. What's that? I was going to say, you're going to say it again. Mm, not so much news here. And then pull up like two more pieces not of news. <laughs> That's what we've been doing. <laughs> well, not, not not so much news here is my um, is like my filler word. How you my buy filler time. Phrase. Right. It's how I buy time for people who are just like, I'm just like, uh, you know, just, you know, getting their hopes down. And then, like all of a sudden, I yeah. got some more news for him. Well, uh, they're here nowhere. to listen to the podcast. That so you, they want you to grace them with your beautiful voice. That's what they want to hear <laughs> on whatever they're doing: ride home, ride into work, ride ride the lunch. Who knows? They just, they just want to hear what you guys say. You know what's a little weird to me, man? Like that Aaron Jones. Uh, he he was he he had a buy. He had the the hamstring injury, but he's still not practicing in full. Like he had two yeah. limited practices on Wednesday and Thursday. So it's like, dude, he, I mean, like, when are you going to get right? He He's not a young buck anymore, but I will say, you know, he's he's not that old either. This is this seems like a Julio Jones type treatment. And I'm only saying Julio Jones because he just signed. That's just the, the comparison I'm having because he always had these slow rolls back from injuries. But it, that one is confusing. Now, I'm more concerned about another player who's looking a lot better come back from injury. I, I think that Christian Watson is going to be back. and He's going to be healthy. And I love him this week. Um, we'll yep. get to him. But. If Aaron Jones has to wait another week, I mean, you know, what's the difference? You've been missing him. He hasn't done anything for you. One more week is one more week. When he comes back, hopefully he'll be healthy. Would you rather him play this week and, like, turn in a five-point performance and then you have to question whether you're going to start him or not? Or would you rather have him just be out and come back next week and have a better game? Like, pros and cons, I don't know. That one is interesting to me, though. It is. I mean, it seems like either of these guys, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, are – at a point where like they can really reaggravate, I think, hopefully, you know, but like the Packers are very, very, they're the type of team that just really takes their time with these players. Right. So a, a, a limited practice for Aaron Jones, I think on another team, like, it would be, like they would be practicing in full, like where they are, you know, where they are in their injury, you know, journey, right. I guess. That makes sense. Journey. It doesn't. 
it doesn't. Um, all right, let's move to wide receivers. Let's get this. Let's get this. Um, let's get this show on the road. Uh, at number one, who do you think is at number one, guys? Tyreek Hill against Philly, yeah. of course. Uh, just what we needed. Another amazing matchup for Tyreek Hill. Uh, Philly has played some of the most man coverage in the NFL, and Tyreek has absolutely feasted against man coverage this year. Uh, Miami has given up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. It, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, Zach. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm all for it. I have Tyreek Hill in one league, and that's the only league that matters. But you just look at this game. It has shootout <laughs> written all over it. Eagles are going to be in their Kelly Greens. They're going to get cooked in those by Tyreek Hill. I don't know why they're running the most man with some of the most man in the league because they're really banged up on the back end. Like, why are you putting your corners through that? Josh Job, I see him get burnt on a weekly basis every time I turn the Eagles game on. It's just Josh so Job in coverage, and he's getting beat. So as long as he's starting, I mean, you're you're in good shape. I'm expecting to see Tyreek Hill do his thing. Um, also, with the with that game, they have the highest point total, 51 and a half, easily the highest this week. The next highest is the Chiefs and Chargers at 48. So definitely, yeah. I mean, there's no question you're starting these guys, but you just, there's something to be said for this matchup being literally perfect for Tyreek. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is going to help the people who are you know playing DFS, uh, player props, all that sort of thing, pickups on underdog, all that, right? So yep. um, this definitely helps. At number two, we have Cooper Cup against Pittsburgh. Uh, him and Puka have great matchups once again. Cup is seeing a ridiculous 42% target share since his return. Uh, and in those games, Puka is seeing a 29% target share. So for me, both are wide receiver ones this week. I have Puka down at number eight. Uh, Zach has him a little lower than that. Uh, but the matchup is sweet with the Steelers giving up the most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks. So both of these guys are must starts. I, I, I understand the down game for Puka last week, but just keep him in your lineup. Yeah, and the down game last week came because Stafford only threw 24 passes. He completed 15 yeah. of them. You know, there was no reason for them to throw the ball, and if they were throwing the ball, it was going to Cooper Cup. You mentioned those target shares, like you said, um, but that game was way out of reach from the beginning. The Cardinals weren't going to fight back in that game, so they got up, and then they just ran the ball. That was evident. Kyron Williams had 150 yards and a touchdown. Still upset we're not going to see him. You know, that's obviously a pain in the butt, but I think that Sad. both these guys can be quality starts. Obviously, Cooper Cup is in your lineup. Puka Nakua, too. I'm tempering expectations just a little bit, but who knows? We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Keenan Allen's at number three for me against the Chiefs. 31% target share for the season. Uh, you know, he's just the guy for Justin Herbert right now. And like you mentioned, should be a high-scoring game. 48 points. Vegas, that's what Vegas has it at. Um, they have the Chiefs favored at five and a half points. So there is a chance that Herbert is throwing late in this game to his boy. Um, is this too high for Keenan Allen? Nope. And okay, <laughs> I, I, every time we talk about Keenan Allen, I mention how he's like the, <laughs> the god of fantasy football statistics. He has everything working in his favor. Like he is literally like one of the best wide receivers out there right now for fantasy football. And people still don't want to give him his flowers. I don't know how. I can't believe he was drafted so late. Yeah, I, I don't know. Keenan Allen, he's just been fantastic. And he's been like, I can't think of a wide receiver with a better track record and a more consistent track record of production that doesn't get you know, the love for it, especially in fantasy football. You know, like people, people aren't excited about drafting Keenan Allen. People aren't excited about it. it. Just blows my mind. You know, like it's funny. You you hit on something where like I wonder where most people have him, or like I don't know who has him this high. Just for just for people, like just for the listeners here, just for people, just so people know, I have zero idea every single week, like who is where in in the in the consensus the rankings. Consensus. Like I give yeah. zero fucks. Like I literally take a list and I just like. 
you know, I, I do my own projections and I do my own rankings and that's it. And I have no idea where now on our website, it does show like, like where players are compared to like consensus in the consensus, industry yeah. for that given week. Cause it pulls the fantasy pros data and Tyler takes care of all that kind of stuff. It's automated, uh, but I don't really take a look at it. It's, it's there for you guys to see if you guys want to, if you guys are interested, upperhandfantasy.com. That's where all of our rankings are, by the way, full rankings, PPR rankings, flex rankings, all that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, right now, Keen Allen on fantasy pros. Consensus says five. So, okay. so that's pretty high. Pretty we're, high. we're still high. On, um, five, five is pretty high, but we're still even higher. Five pretty that. high. At four, I have Stefan Diggs. Um, a little bit of a worry here in this matchup. Uh, maybe not as much upside. The Pats have done a magnificent job uh, taking away opposing teams' number one wide receiver so far this year. They limited AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, CD Lamb, Chris Olave, Devontae Adams. That's quite the gauntlet there so far, yeah. and they've done a pretty good job. You know, a few of them definitely had solid games because they're ballers, but no 100 yards games for any of them. Okay, um, and Stefan Diggs, you know, he, he's been doing a lot of that lately. So, um, just just want to note that it might not be like the most upside you know you might want to you know you fill in your roster based on based on knowing that information yeah aj brown's at number five no no of course not aj brown's at number five against miami uh amazing matchup they're they're giving up the fifth most fantasy points at perimeter wide receivers this year uh then i have Devonte adams against chicago at six a little bit of a squeaky wheel narrative this week you know no matter who's at quarterback he's getting like 18 targets dude no matter what okay um if i'm Aiden o'connell yeah. brian hoyer like i wouldn't want Devonte adams on my bad side so you know and by the way like my guess is that o'connell will be the guy this week with jimmy g ruled out but like I can't right. imagine like this rookie like rolling into this game and like throwing a bunch of passes away from Devontae. Like he is not gonna like that and he's gonna get chewed out in the sideline if it happens. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's also worth mentioning that the, the matchup isn't that bad either. You know, you know, you look at what they have, they're playing Bears. Bears have gotten torn up yeah. a little bit. So I, I think exactly. that and like we said, we're this Devontae Adams are gonna go into this game. There's gonna be, I think, more points scored than people think there's gonna be. If I'm not mistaken, I think they have a really low total on this game. Thirty seven? Yeah, I don't know. That feels pretty darn low. I mean, I know the Bears are starting. I'm taking the under. <laughs> All right. Just undermine <laughs> my whole argument right there. It's fine. <laughs> it, we're good. I'm just looking at it. I know the Bears have a rookie at quarterback, but I think that you could take advantage of the Raiders secondary just a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. I, I'm interested to see how the game goes. 37 just feels low when you have so many offensive playmakers on either side. It feels low because it's it's low. It's like really low. Um, objectively yeah. low. But um, but uh, yeah, I'm going under. Uh, Amonra is at seven. Uh, Baltimore has been given, uh, has been pretty good against slot wide receivers this year, but they haven't faced anyone uh, quite like Amonra. He'll be fine. Uh, at eight, I mentioned I had Puka. At nine, I had Chris Olave. Uh, not having their two tackles in this game really affected Derek Carr last night. Uh, you know, he's in, on my perpetual buy list. You know, I haven't talked about him in a while in the buy. I'm just kidding. I talked about him every single week on the buy sell on the buy sell show. Um, Chris Olave it is what it yeah. is. It's freaking hilarious. He, he's he, he's a, running, a buy for me. He's ever running buy. I, I sent out. I, I sent out a trade to our boy Hummy uh, in our league. CD Lamb straight up for Chris Olave. He declined before this game, and hmm. after the game, he he was watching the game with me last night. And I after the game or during the game, I was like, dude, let's do it again. Let's run it back. You take a CD. I hope he thinks about it. We'll see. Um, yeah. Let's see. So, um, who else? Do I have? So, Brandon Ayuk. He's at ten against Minnesota. Uh, top ten, baby. Brandon Ayuk. You know, CMC's banged up. Debo's banged up. 
the target share, like you mentioned in the buy sell show, like, uh, by the way, guys, if you haven't listened to the buy sell show, the market Wednesday podcast that we, the episode that we put up a couple of days ago, it's a must listen this week. I think we, we got some really good feedback on it, by the way, Zach, I, I, I haven't talked to you about that, but we did. Awesome. Uh, and, and, and Brandon Ayuk was one of Zach's uh, best buys this week. Uh, he talked about it a, a ton. And one of the things that he mentioned was the target share this week, uh, this year so far in the games that he played 31%. Which is absolutely bananas. That's high end wide receiver one type of stuff. How about the air yard share, fifty three percent? Yeah, in the games that he's played, Ooh. like stupid. That's just ridiculous. Stupid. It blows me away. And the matchup That's against high high end wide receiver one type of stuff. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top five, top five this week. Right? Has there been an easier start in fantasy this season? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, and and he's a must start this week. Uh, Minnesota has allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks. Okay, so that tells you what you need to yep. know there. Uh, I have Jalen Waddle at the highest he's been so far for me this year uh, at 11 against Philly. You know, again, great matchup here. We talked about with Tyreek Hill, a ton of upside. Um, you know, his big game is coming at some point. I know he's scored a t- couple touchdowns, but like I feel like that big yardage game and that big touchdown game is coming here. Yeah, at it's some coming. Point. I mean, look at the utilization, too. He's out-targeted Tyreek Hill the past two weeks. Obviously, just yeah. by one target in each game, but still. It's not like he's going away. So eventually, like you mentioned, that explosiveness that we've seen from Waddle historically, it's going to come back. Don't worry about it. And it could be this game. Like if there's a game for both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle go off, it's this one. The Eagles secondary is not that good. and But the Eagles can score points too. So this is a shootout written all over. 100%, man. Uh, I have Jalen Waddle. Nope, I already talked about that. Um, Mike, please please scratch that. I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking hot mess today. Um, actually, don't scratch that at all. Just leave all leave all that in. Um, DK Metcalf against Arizona. Next up here, uh, probably one of the single best matchups of the week for any wide receiver. Uh, DK runs about on the left perimeter at sixty eight percent of his routes, and Arizona Marco Wilson specifically has given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers uh, who run routes on that left side. So, um, you know, this is a uh, a good matchup. I have Tyler Lockett at eighteen as well. His teammate. Uh, he also has a good matchup on the primary on his primary side on the right. Uh, they've given up the tenth most fantasy points over there over the last four games. That was the, that was the matchup that I was hoping Puka Nakua could capitalize on. Didn't really work out, uh, but it is what it is. I think these two guys are, are pretty good starts this week. Yeah, perfect matchup for both of them. There's not much to be said. It's just they they've been kind of been quiet. If you feel like, do you feel like they kind of been quiet oh, yeah. this whole season? Like so? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For well, the... well, Gino also hasn't hasn't been the same Gino that we saw last year. I mean, it's been better than what he's been his entire career, but not quite the level that he played last year. Right. And it's a little disappointing, but still plenty of time to get that fixed. I, I'm still holding yes. out. I think that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, they can turn around. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets. And it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with better vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place. And not only that, the best part is better vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right. So if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds. Uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you just click on the bet that you want to make within better vision and you're good to go. 
Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the app store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the app store today. Amari Cooper's at 13. Uh, you know, it looks like Watson's playing. You know, this is this might be a little high for I'm wondering your thoughts on this, Zach, if, if he's a little too high here. But I think he can take advantage of these indie corners, you know, work the zone a little bit. Uh, Indy has given up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. They have gotten a little bit better lately. Um, curious to hear right. your thoughts on on how how high I have Amari this week. Uh, he, he's high, but I think, you know, you pretty much took what I was going to say. And, Sorry. you know, did it. I, I was going to mention that the matchup was good, that kind of thing. <laughs> but Amari Cooper, you know, we've been waiting for him to have his big week. He hasn't yet. I, he's the wide receiver 39 right now, which feels ridiculously low like that. Just for me, I think that's pretty low. I think you have him the highest of any of us this week, right? Yeah. yeah. Where do you guys have, I have him? I have him at 14, which is right behind oh, okay. you. That's oh, okay, good. So, so, okay, the matchup cool. is, is, that, is, is that good, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I think Elijah Moore can have some upside here, but Amari Cooper, he's been the, the guy making the plays in the offense so far. I, I was putting together a graphic for Amari Cooper. This is completely um, away from what we're talking about. But do you notice that he is the most uninspired-looking football player I've ever seen? Have you ever seen like, <laughs> any photo of him where he, it's just Dude, like this? I saw the photo that you put face. up. I literally was going to say something about it, um, right? Because like, it's hilarious. He looks he just bored out there. He, he's just <laughs> out there playing the game. He doesn't say anything. Like that's just something I noticed. And it's like maybe if he gets his energy up a little bit, maybe that will push him. You know, into that top thirty-six range, maybe into the top twenty-four. Deshaun Watson got to talk to him or something. Someone's got to get in his ear and just say, "Let's get moving." You know what I'm saying? Because let's get moving. It's just hilarious. Every time you see those faces, it's like you're making this hype rankings graphic, and he's just there, just picking <laughs> all over it with his low energy. <laughs> we gotta get the energy up. We gotta get the energy up, Amari. Come on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So I have Devontae <laughs> Smith at fourteen. He's still here. Okay, I know, I know it's tempting to take him out of your lineup. I get it. He's underperforming right now. Okay, but he's going to hit big at some point. Okay, it's gonna happen. Right. Just remember last year, the stretch, the stretch that he had, he was he was a league winning wide receiver at the end of oh, the, yeah. at the end of your year. Like for the last like six weeks of the season, he was absolutely killing it. Okay. And this could switch up at any point, right? Like AJ Brown's been killing it. Defense is gonna shift their attention to AJ Brown, and then Devonta Smith is gonna have like six games where he just goes nuts. Okay. Yeah. So I get it. And like there's a, there's gonna be some point where you take him out and you're gonna regret it, right? That's the week where he's gonna go yep. off. And if there was gonna be a game where he bounces back, it would be against this Miami defense. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just and we keep going back to the game script on this. At least I keep going back to the game script on this. This is gonna be a shootout. Devontae Smith, that production pendulum didn't swing back his way. It's still taking forever to get back to him where he's going to be the highest scoring wide receiver on the Eagles on any given week. But the utilization kind of swung his way last week. He had 11 targets. I think that he out-targeted A.J. Brown. So they definitely still want to get him involved. The usage is there. Production hasn't caught up yet. When it does, like you mentioned, it's coming. I, I think it could be this week. I don't have any problem with having him this high. I have him at 15 at this week but you know that leaves room where i'd be like if he's a low-end wide receiver one i'd be like i saw this coming you know it's like it, it was a good enough matchup that uh, it was fine having a 15 that looks good i think having him that high isn't a problem at all yeah okay good um let's see uh we have marquise brown at 15 against seattle listen he just gets it done every single week well except last week he did not get it done last week but 
besides that, he's been doing his thing, man. Uh, Seattle's been giving up the most fantasy points to uh, wide receivers this year. Yeah. Uh, they've been not good anywhere. Slot, perimeter, doesn't matter. He runs routes from all over the place. So I feel like Marquise Brown is just an every week start, uh, no matter what. Yeah, I think he's best suited as a wide receiver two or three. You know, that's that's kind of the situation that I'd be starting him in. But also worth mentioning, Kyler Murray's coming back. So he might be a safer start moving forward if Kyler Murray can come back sooner rather than later. Just something to keep in mind. If you're really just like upset with the past week or two of Marquise Brown, just like hold out. Things could get better. But he's had 10 targets at least in each of the past three games. So there's nothing to be upset about on the utilization standpoint. He just has to turn that into production. And this week, it could be the week. We had Christian Kirk at number 16 going into Thursday night. By the way, like today's Friday, obviously. But you can, you guys can check out the rankings. They're updated. Like uh, my rankings were updated on Tuesday night. Uh, usually they get updated on Wednesdays. So, you know, you could check the rankings on the website, you know, as early as possible, like during the week. So at upperhandfantasy.com, okay? Um, so you can go check that out there. Uh, but he, he's at 16. Nothing to be said there. He killed it. You know, this is the highest he's been in my rankings all year long, and he's going to absolutely destroy uh, any sort of man coverage and, and, you know, type of slot defenses. Like the nickel corner, like last night, we talked about it. Um, you know, like not good. He, he already gave up three touchdowns be coming into Thursday night to slot yeah. receivers. Okay. Right. Uh, at 17, we have Mike Evans. This is not a, an easy matchup at all. But uh, Mike Evans should be a little bit more healthier this week. He had a couple of drops last week. He got the targets, though, and got the target share. So I'm not worried about Mike Evans moving forward. Uh, he might be somebody that you could potentially buy, Zach, if you're looking for uh, you know, a, a, a solid wide receiver to high wide receiver to start moving forward. Yes, our new late week, the introduction of our new late week buy-sell segment here with Mike Evans. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he, you could definitely go buy him. He's had those quiet weeks, like you mentioned, and this is one of those situations where it's buy low. There, there are players you buy, and there's players you buy low. Mike Evans is one of those guys that you could do. I think maybe you could hold out even this week. You know, and he, he'll, yeah. It's a tough matchup. It might not be a high-scoring game. There are two defenses that haven't you know really allowed a whole lot in terms of fantasy points in the passing game. If maybe you wait this week, maybe we'll be talking about Mike Evans in a couple days here. So just yeah. stay tuned, you know, because I have a feeling it's interesting. Like there's a little bit of a dynamic where you you trade like uh, it depends on who you're trading with, obviously. But some people would rather trade away Mike Evans, um, you know, before the tough matchup. And some people right. are like, well, I don't want to trade him now that I, he gets to go against, you know, whoever, whoever. Who, who does Mike Evans have next? Let's let's give an example here. So Mike Evans is yeah, going up against. Up. He's playing. Buffalo, Houston. Buffalo. Okay, so a couple tough matchups actually. Yeah. So you you might as well just buy him now. Uh, <laughs> I guess yeah, <laughs> it doesn't buy, really change much. It doesn't. Really, you can Me? buy him after this week too. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I guess. I guess. I guess my point. Um, I cannot make my point pretty much. Um, because the because buy window has will a couple be open. Of tough matchups. The buy, the buy window, window shall will be open. open. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe not. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I mentioned him uh, at 18. Good matchup there. Debo Samuel, I have him at 19 here. We don't know if he's going to play, but this is a, a pretty good matchup. Okay. Um, you know, it's been rough with Debo, but it's like when he's active, you you, you just kind of have to have him in your lineup. You know, uh, Minnesota does play uh, mostly zone, so this does favor him a little bit in terms of like the type of games that he does actually get targeted in. So it doesn't seem like his injury is that serious. He should be good to go this week on Monday night. Uh, but 
hopefully we find out by Sunday. He's still a start. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, he hasn't scored in three weeks. So touchdown debt. It's kind coming. of accruing. Has he played a whole lot of snaps these past couple weeks? No, not really. But, you know, we'll see how it turns out. I, I think that he can turn things around. He was actually looking really good through the first three weeks. He had two 20-point games. So I, I, I'm cool with that. Just wait it out with Debo. This is a good matchup. Uh, you don't really want to overthink it here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I have Michael Pittman at 20. This this is a, a tough matchup, you know, for Michael Pittman. You know, I, I'm definitely tempering my expectations on him this week. Um, the Browns just have been like just really, really good against wide receivers. They're giving up the least amount of wide fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, and that includes the least amount of fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers as well. So, you know, he's still getting the elite target share from Gardner Minshew, and he should still be in lineups, but I'm downgrading him, you know, to this, you know, low end wide receiver two area. If that makes sense. Yep. Uh, I'm with you. Um, there were a couple of wide receivers that you liked this week. You already mentioned Wando Robinson. You mentioned Christian Watson. Um, are there any guys outside the top 20 uh, that you wanted to highlight at all, whether it was a good or bad matchups? Zach, are you there? Are you pretending that you're frozen? Is it just me? Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. Just I'll, fill like, I'll fill in. I'll Will- <laughs> fill in. Yeah. Michael Wilson and Rondell Moore are going off. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Mike. <laughs> By the way, guys, this is this is um Mike, complete keep this in, okay? Don't don't edit this out. Um Mike is our producer. He just gave you his picks. And, and I kind of agree with you, man. I think Michael Wilson. Uh, Zach, Zach is back. By the way, Zach, you can just lie off. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we, uh, Rondo Moore, Michael Wilson. Uh, you know, I think is actually a pretty good, pretty good uh, matchup. Like we mentioned with, um, with Marquise Brown, right? Get up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I like it. I appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for filling in. Heck yeah. <laughs> Zach, are you back? Or are you frozen again? <laughs> Zach's frozen again guys okay so he does not get to tell us you know what he's feeling um i just wanted to mention a couple other wide receivers by the way real quick uh we'll see if if he uh, if if mike if he if zach ever joins us again um a few other guys i wanted to mention uh you know if you wanted a desperate start i think rashi rice is a solid start here top 36 four top 36 finishes this year but he's yet to cross the 50 50 percent route participation threshold um so i do think that if, if you need him this week you have some wide receivers on by he is an option for you the chargers are a bottom 10 uh team in terms of fantasy points allowed so uh he he, he has a good matchup I'm, I'm tempering my expectations on jacoby myers this week you know jimmy g you know he's not playing uh and, and in the one game without jimmy g in week four myers only had an 11 target share so you know, I can, and like we mentioned earlier that I could totally see these these other guys, you know, just targeting the shit out of Devontae Adams. Um, let's see, George Pickens not loving him this week with Deontay Johnson back. Deontay Johnson, I'm starting him as a wide receiver three this week. Um, but I'm expecting George Pickens to, you know, really take a backseat in terms of target share. Uh, this isn't a good matchup for either of these guys. When you combine this lower target share, you know, with the Rams defense allowing the second least fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers, I'm trying to find another option. Okay. Um, I, I kind of like Terry McLaurin's matchup on the low. The Giants have locked down the left perimeter, like the offense's left perimeter this year, but the right perimeter is where they've given up, given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks, which is a Dory Jackson side. And McLaurin has run a majority of his perimeter routes on that side. So I do think he has a little bit of upside 
this week. All right. Um, at, at tight end, look, you guys are you guys really know like who you're starting at tight end. So the rankings don't really matter a whole lot. But you know, I'll, I'll run down, run through it real quick. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Sam Laporta, T.J. Hawkinson. Those are my top four. Those are the guys you're starting every single week. Um, I I had Evan Ingram at number five, followed by George Kittle uh, at number six. Uh, then it gets iffy, right? Darren Waller against Washington. I think he's still in play. Uh, he's still getting the target share. So, you know, he has a solid floor, I think, moving forward. Uh, Kyle Pitts and John Lou Smith are back-to-back at 9 and 10. Both of these guys are getting targets from Desmond Ritter. I can't imagine both of them uh, just being, you know, just c- continuing uh, to, you know, put in that work every single week. I think there's not enough volume to go around for these two guys and Drake London. You know, will Tampa Bay be able to put up a ton of points this week where they have to be in a negative game script? I don't know, right? So it is a little tough to say. Um, if you don't want to deal with that situation, I have Luke Musgrave at number 11 against Denver. This is one of the best tight end matchups of the week. So Musgrave, who is going to be running a ton of routes, he he is getting one of the highest route participations among tight ends this year, even as a rookie. So I think this is a low-key good matchup that you could potentially just go ahead and plug him in, Okay. I have Michael Mayer at 12 against Chicago. I know we don't know who the quarterback is, but we also don't know what kind of target shares, you know, who, who, which quarterback is going to favor Michael Mayer. The good thing is that he's likely going to be running a ton of routes. Um, So, you know, he's the guy there. I had Taysom Hill at 13. Looks like I should have had him higher, but I didn't know he was going to get that rushing touchdown. Okay. I didn't know he was going to get that rushing work in this game. So uh, he did end up uh, doing his thing. So glad that worked out. If you ended up plugging him in last night, um, and, and that's, you know, like a lot of people have been asking me about Logan Thomas, you know, Cole Komet, um, Logan Thomas is like, you know, he he's, I think he, he's only had like one really good game this year. I'm not holding my breath, you know, to, to, you know, hope for that other game, unless you're really desperate and you have none of these other guys rostered. Um, so yeah, him and Cole Komet are the, are the next two guys. And without Justin Fields, who really knows how this, uh, bears passing attack is going to perform, uh, at all, whether they're going to be able to move the ball. Cole Komet has been that guy in the red zone. How often are they going to be able to get there against Vegas? Low scoring game. I'm probably staying away personally. Okay. Um, I think that's it, guys. That's going to do it. Uh, Zach still couldn't make it back. It looked like he was having some internet issues. It's all good, though. Uh, you know, I, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, if you, if, again, if you could subscribe to the podcast, if you can rate the podcast with a five-star review, assuming that you like the podcast, that would be amazing. We'd appreciate you. Um, I'll be back on Sunday morning You know, on our Instagram live starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time, going all the way until 1230 Eastern time before kickoff. We appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.